0: God want us to be committed to Him and develop an intimate relationship with Him? We talk about this. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. Thank you so much again for joining me on this message here. We're going to continue on this series on developing the intimacy with God. Uh, we have been talking about why should we be committed uh, to intimacy with God. We cannot have a ha- half-hearted effort in our intimacy with God. And so we left off on uh, why does God want us to be committed to Him. But before we do that, I just want to just cover a couple things here. You know, in order to to uh, have an intimacy with God, is something that we must do that's not, not half-hearted. We must actually make a commitment I don't know about you, but I really look at my commitments that I make to people. Uh, You know, my dad taught me when you shake someone's hand, when you give someone your word, you are giving a commitment to them. You are telling them that you are going to honor what you're saying. So when we make a commitment to God of developing a deeper relationship with him and developing that intimacy, it's a solid commitment saying, God, I am going to put effort forth in doing this. So let's go ahead and continue on. Again, it says, why does God want us to be committed to him? You know, a lot of times people will view God as some God off of the far-flung regions of the universe, and he's untouchable, and he doesn't have a desire to have a relationship with us. But if you really look at the Word of God, you could see the Word of God. God wants to have a ongoing, consistent relationship with us. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross, that we might have salvation. So, I mean, if you're willing to give up your child uh, for a relationship, that must mean that he definitely wants a, co- a commitment, uh, a, a committed relationship with us. He wants to be involved in our, in our lives, and uh, he wants to develop this, this time uh, uh, together to where it can be an ongoing relationship on a consistent, constant basis. And then also, why he wants us to be committed is holiness. You know, that's not a word that's used a lot today in churches, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of times churches are more seeker-friendly where they don't want to uh, uh, get people offended about, um, you know, uh, that, that they're talking about sin and they're talking about, you know, the need to be holy, the need to, to walk a life of righteousness, but God wants us to be holy. That word, just because it's not used as much today in the body of Christ in local churches, it's not talked about much, doesn't mean that the word has disappeared and gone. So as we get closer to God, we are going to see, we're going to have more of a desire to become more holy uh, uh, unto the Lord. You know, holiness means sanctified and be set apart. And so see, sometimes we're going to see the world around us doing things that we as believers in Christ just say, I can't partake in that. I can't be a part of that. That is not holy. That is not right. So see, as we get closer to the Holy Spirit that's inside of us, you know, it's going to be like standing next to a bright light, so sort to of speak. And and so the closer you get, the more realize, the more you're going to realize the, the dirt that's on your clothes, you know, so sort to of speak. And again, this is an analogy. Um, you know, I uh, had a mission team here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were in El Salvador, and I was loading something in the truck. And, you know, I uh, had some kind of like a light beige or gray slacks on or not slacks, but shorts. And I touched the tailgate of my truck and I looked down I'm like, oh, you know, that's, yeah, I didn't get anything on there. But once I got into the light, I was able to see that I had stains or marks on my shorts. So obviously, you know, I had to put some attention to it, either change the shorts or clean them. But again, it's kind of like, you know, having... Uh, a a life in christ the holy spirit inside of us as we get closer as we desire to be free from uh the hindrances of the world and the 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 stains of the world the the dirt of the world we're going to begin to look at ourselves and say wow i've got to get myself clean in god i've got to get myself uh uh you know purified i gotta i I gotta remove some things out of my life And, and you know The unfortunate part is there's so many believers in Christ that are living this light and, and I'm hearing it more and more over and over where they're saying, we all sin. We all sin. Kind of like giving it a pass to say, it's okay. We all sin, but it's not okay. It is not okay to live that light. Now, again, you know, may have some people here, listen to this podcast, radio message, whatever it may be, and you're going to get offended. Why get offended? It's the Word of God. God expects holiness out of us. God expects us to live a life of righteousness. God expects us to be free from sin. God expects us to identify sin that's in our lives and walk away from it. So see, when we do develop a closer relationship with God, when we do develop a closer uh, intimacy with God, we're going to begin to note things that that is in our lives, that we can see in our lives, that is not godly, and we got to remove it and we got to walk away from it. So again, that's one reason why God uh, desires us to be committed to him as far as to developing a relationship with him. And then so instead of feeling ashamed of things that's in your life that maybe you are becoming or you're coming to realize that you needed to be removed from your life. Why not run to God and say, God, help me be free from this. And I can tell you this. I have done it so many times in my life where I've had sin. I've had sin and i permitted this sin to be in my life. And, you know, I'm not saying I gave it a pass, but it was always having a hold on me. And that's when I ran to God and I said, God, I need to be free from this. Help me be free. And the Bible says in Philippians 2.13 that he gives us the desire and power to do what pleases him. And I would say to God, I say, this in my life does not please you. I don't want this in my life anymore. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I could tell you this, the Holy Spirit empowered me to be free. And I could tell you this, to this day, I'm still free and it, it no longer haunts me and no longer comes back at me. So see, to me, instead of being offended, if someone br- brings it up to you, it points it out to you, instead of being offended, if the Holy Spirit brings it up and points it out to you. Just run to God and say, God, I need to be free and I want you to bring freedom in my life. Your word says that I should be dead to sin and I want to be free from this sin. And I promise you the Holy Spirit will draw you and help you and empower you to be free. See, you begin to strive towards it because you feel the warmth of the light shining on you. And see, you know, to me, it's kind of like, this is back to the analogy. I would rather be into a well lit room than a dark lit room. You know, I would rather be in, in in a place where I can see and not versus not see. So it's the same thing spiritually. Once you begin to walk in a life of holiness, you will begin to see the light of Christ in such a way that you never have before, and it becomes a, a refreshing feeling knowing that there's a purity of God inside of you that's in operating inside of you and you walk free from those things that once had you bound. We're talking about why God wants us to be committed to him as far as a developing holiness. And another one is development. A deeper relationship permits him to develop you into who you're created to be. And I alluded to the last message and I'll say it again. What, uh, just that morning I woke up I just I'm not I just felt frustrated. Let's just say that. I was frustrated. I was frustrated in the direction of ministry. I felt like God was wanting to talk to me about some things. And instead of taking my normal morning run that I take, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go out and walk and spend some time with God. I'm just I gotta get away and hear his voice and see this is the intimacy that we have. This is the intimacy that anyone can develop. It's not just for few select people but it's intimacy that you can have on a on an ongoing consistent constant basis in your life so so when i did take that walk god was able to speak to me and show me some things in my life and it was like after the walk uh something occurred it was a meeting that i had and during that meeting you know it was a realization it's like you're doing what i've called you to do this is the plan i have for you don't get frustrated in it It's going to be a process, and once you see the fulfillment of this process, you're going to see that you are walking in the exact correct direction that I have for your life. So see, it's just so important to develop this intimacy with God, be committed to that intimacy, because you're going to see yourself being developed in who He's called you to be, and then also purpose, and I alluded that again, Uh, purpose to me the frustration in life is not having the purpose that God has placed inside of you, not operating in that purpose. And so, see, when we are operating that purpose, there's a sense of fulfillment. There's a sense of being used for the kingdom of God. There's a sense of that God is using you to touch other people's lives. You know, years ago, years ago, I lived such a selfish, self-centered life where everything was about me. And I never really, truly focused on other people. You know, I remember my pastor sharing a story about how uh, one of our church members, him and another individual, went to uh, Mexico to set up for a mission team. And part of that was shopping. They were going to stores and stuff like that. And uh, there's this lady that was trying to push one of her, her carts out to the car to, to you know uh, you know, fill up her car with the things that she just purchased. And he ran over there and helped her not only push the car to the car, but also loaded her car for her. And I will never forget that because I identified something at that moment, how I would have never dreamt of doing that. It just, to me, I was just a selfish individual. I was always thinking about myself and I just never would have even have thought of something like that. And I made a vow to the Lord that day. I said, Lord, you need to change my heart. You need to change who I am because I want to be that like that individual. I want to be a servant of you and I want to serve people and I want to change people's lives for your kingdom. And at that moment, God began to work in my life. So see today, fast forward, maybe 15 years later, that's my whole entire life. That's all I do is I live to serve other people. I live to bless other people. And see, that's what happens is when you begin to develop an intimacy with God, he begins to show you uh, the purpose that you have, and he begins to develop that purpose that he has placed inside of you. And when you begin to operate in that purpose, it is like no other. Like you are truly fulfilling who you are and why you were created and what your uh, purpose is here on this earth. Amen? So that's why it's important to have this intimate relationship with God. And this is why it's important for God, uh, for you to be committed to this intimate relationship with him. Amen. So let's just look at some steps in making a genuine commitment to God. First, making a genuine commitment to God is an important step in strengthening one's relationship and and intimacy with God. I talked about it earlier and I'll talk about it again. You can't just do a uh, uh, half-hearted commitment. Because, you know, to me, when you when you don't make a true, full, 100% commitment, guess what? It's just lip service. You're just getting lip service to the situation. And in really, honestly, actuality, you're just not going to fulfill it. And I remember years ago, I was talking to um, a family member, and she was going on and on how she was... Uh, they were going to do this and they were going to do that and they were going to do this and do that and do this and do that. And, you know, you know, I love her dearly. God bless her. But the unfortunate part is, is people know her history and her history is it's just not going to happen. This just giving lip service. It's just dreaming out uh, vocally. And the unfortunate part is, is there's no action behind what she was actually saying there was no plans being implemented behind what she said that they were going to do as a family so it's the same thing that we as believers if we just say half-heartedly, god you know i want to make a commitment to you i want to chase after you i want to serve you i want to uh, i want more prayer time and more reading of your word and you really don't mean it guess what It's just not going to go anywhere. So see, that's where we need to just say, Lord, you know, I may have failed you in the past. I may have not fulfilled the commitments that I have made to you, but this is the day, this is the hour, this is the time that I want to make a 100% commitment to you, that I am going to make the steps to develop this intimate relationship with you. God, I'm uh, I'm done living this life. I'm done living this way. I don't want to live this way anymore. And I want to live a life for you. And your word says that you'll give me the desire, the power to do what pleases you. And I believe that being a committed believer in Christ for your kingdom and being committed to uh, uh, intimate relationship with you pleases you. So I pray that you give me the desire and the power and the know-how and the willingness to do what pleases you. And I promise you the Holy Spirit will answer that prayer. And talking about the Holy Spirit is you need to seek guidance in, in that. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to develop a commitment to the Lord. But I promise you that sometimes you're going to feel like you, you, you're, you're at the end of the rope. You just really don't know what direction to go. And I promise you the Holy Spirit will give you guidance. That when you commit your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is placed inside of you. He is deposited inside of you. He is inside of you. And he is there to comfort you, to lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will show you your future. So if you say, Holy Spirit, help me, comfort me, show me, lead me, guide me. I promise you the Holy Spirit will do it. He will show you how to make this commitment and how to keep this commitment. So see, beliefs are, uh, are they based on your opinions or God's word? See, opinions is nothing but an opinion. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It doesn't mean it's truth. It doesn't mean it's it's uh, you know wrong. It just it's your opinion. And you know, we have a thousand opinions, we have a millions of opinions, but it doesn't mean that they're right. So what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about commitment? What does the Bible say about your words? What does the Bible say when you speak something It says, Lest your yes be yes and your no's be no's. There's no room for gray area. Now, can I say that you may make a commitment and you may not fulfill it? You may mess up? Yes. And I can tell you this I have made commitments. I have failed. I have messed up. And guess what? I've ran right back to God and said, God, I made this commitment to you. I just need to, I got right back up. I brushed myself up. And I'm, I'm ready to continue on in this commitment. So see, you can't just be fearful of failure. You can't just fail and then give up. You have to keep on running this race. You have to be committed to this relationship, this intimate relationship with the Lord. And I can promise you this. In my early times as a believer in Christ, it was easy to drop the ball. It was easy to say, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to keep on praying every morning before I go to work. And then sure enough, two weeks later, I'm not praying. But you know, over time, I can promise you this, as you keep on working and trying and trying and trying, guess what? It's going to become who you are in Christ. I mean, so see, it's like me as a believer. I am a man of prayer. I am a man of study. I am a man of the word. Why? Because I've just slowly stayed committed to what I committed to, to the Lord. I've made mistakes. I've realized my mistakes, I've fixed my mistakes, and I've moved on, and i continued on in the commitments that I've made unto God. Because, see, that's who I want to be. That's where I want to go. I want to be a man of God's Word. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a man of an intimate relationship with God. I want to be a man that's hearing the voice of the Lord. I want to hear the Lord speaking to me and saying, go to the left, go to the right, go straight. See, that's the type of man I want to be. And that type of man, it takes intimacy. So see, I've got to stay committed to that intimacy. I'm in. So, you know, sometimes it just requires a self-examination. There's nothing wrong with self-examination. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being hard on yourself sometimes. You know, there's times I'm saying, Sean, shut up. Stop thinking that or Sean, quit doing that. Sean, this isn't who you are. So sometimes you just gotta be hard on yourself. And sometimes you gotta be true to yourself and be truthful about who you are. So just be honest, you know, where are you with God right now? Are you happy with your relationship? Uh where you're at with God right now. You know, take some time. Write in a journal. Get a piece of paper. Write these things down. You know, where do you want God to take you? You know, and don't don't say, Hey, uh, I only I only pray once a week, so I want to pray every day for two hours a day. That's just not realistic. What you need to do is say, hey, look, I only pray once once a week. Lord, I want to make an effort to say a prayer every morning before I go to work, and it's going to be five minutes long. See, that is a true commitment. That's something that you can make a commitment on. That's something that you can do and fulfill in your life. And then where do you want to end up at? So that's where you'd say, I want to get to a place in my life where I consistently, constantly pray 30 minutes a day. See, there's nothing wrong with that prayer. Because see, for for me to say, oh, I pray every day for two hours, that's a lie. There's days that I will only pray 10, 15 minutes. As far as in meaning the scheduled morning time prayer, I pray throughout the day, meaning I feel like I talk to God on a consistent, constant basis, and I consider that prayer to me Prayer is a two way communication. But I'm just saying, going to my office, closing the door, uh, going out for a walk, whatever it may be, you know, there might be times I pray for 15 minutes, but then there's times that I might pray for an hour. So I don't necessarily put times on things because I just believe that that can get into bondage, that can get into re- re- religion, religious uh, actions. I don't want to be religious about anything. I just want to, uh, uh, just a good, constant consistent relationship with the Lord it's no different than having a relationship with your spouse you know uh I don't sit here and say I'm gonna have a scheduled meeting with my spouse every morning it's going to last 30 minutes no more no less you know that that's doesn't happen with my relationship with my wife so it'd be the same thing that we'd have with the Lord amen I so you know and then just look at things like you know ask yourself how is your prayer life you know just say hey come on man you know really let's look at my let's look at the prayer life so see again you just got to be honest you got to talk to yourself you got to be true to yourself how can you improve on your prayer life you know again these are two things talking about making a commitment and if you don't have a plan in your commitment you're basically planning it to fail amen so um, i've had to be honest with myself over the, over the years in my life again prayer life you know um, how i would get so easily distracted during my prayer life Taking this into my prayer prayer time, and then sure enough, the phone goes off, the notification goes off. I think that hey, you need to search for this, search for that. Pretty soon, I'm looking at Facebook or whatever it may be, and I'm not even I'm not even spending time in prayer with God. So, see, it's just important that you not only examine of what you want to achieve, but also examine what things are keeping you from doing that. Amen. I you know, you know, like I said, this thing right here could distract you so much so even your computer your tv whatever it may be that i just like even said to god this is so insulting to you god i'm insulting you so i just ask for forgiveness and help me put this away help me put this on mute help me help me uh just uh shut it off and you know for those that are not watching the video i'm holding up a cell phone um so I, i apologize you're probably thinking what what is he talking about so anyway it, you know, this is the key. You got to just be honest with yourself. You got to spend time with God. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and speak to you. Amen. So, you know, also too, talk to him how you would like to, to live your life. You know, this means every area of your life. You know, I talked about, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, snapping and getting angry easily. I would go to God and say, God, I need to stop this. I want to be free from this. I want to stop getting angry so easily. I want to stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, just getting upset at people when they say the wrong things. See, these are just things you need to talk to God about. Again, this is all going into intimacy. This is all uh, making a commitment to develop a a, a, a level of intimacy. Because see, again, you know, you you can't have this intimate relationship with God if you have all this baggage with you. Now, I'm not saying that you you should never even start until you fix yourself because that's the mo- that that is that is the, the wrong. And many times you will talk to people and they say, Well, I don't want to give my life to Christ yet because I need to fix myself. That is not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is is you we can't continually take our baggage into the prayer room, into the prayer closet. We've got to get free from this baggage someday, amen? So see, I just believe let's consistently, constantly work on getting set free from certain areas in our lives, the baggage that we're carrying, and just let it go and walk away from it. And I promise you, as you do that, you're going to see a greater freedom in your life with God as you make this commitment to to develop this greater intimate relationship with Him. You know, look at the sins in your life. Look at what you are allowing and permitting in your life to occur. You know, things that you know that is sin. You know that when you're doing it, it's wrong and you shouldn't be doing it. It could be gossip. It could be getting angry. It could be looking at pornography. It could be watching certain things on TV that you know you should not be doing. There's so many things that I could share about that. But look at sin in your life. How, you know, how is it hindering your walk with the Lord? You know, uh, people that you hang out with, sometimes people just need to let relationships go and say, it's not worth it. I can't have this relationship right now. It's hindering my walk with God and I need to be free from this area of my life. So you need to cut off certain relationships. You know, how are you serving in the kingdom of God? Are you serving? Are you doing something for the kingdom of God? Amen. Your church attendance, I've talked about this before. Um, I'm a big proponent on attending church. We should be attending church. We should have church in our lives. Um, We should uh, be serving in the house of God. We should be giving in the house of God. So it's just no excuse. you You should have church life. There is a church there that you can attend, you can serve in, and you can be loved in, and you can show the love of God in your heart to others as well. You know, again, we could go on and on, but we just need to learn to make a commitment unto God, not be a half-hearted commitment, but a full-blown commitment, and that you are going to make these consistent, constant steps in having a, a committed, intimate relationship with God. Well, before I go, I want to pray for you. Let's just go ahead and pray. Father, I just pray that all those that are listening right now, I pray that that you are stirring in their hearts to become committed in a relationship with you. There are ones that are listening right now. They have given their lives to Christ years ago, but they don't feel right in their relationship with you. I pray if it's anything about being committed, if it's anything about intimacy with you, I pray you begin to stir their hearts and show them where they areas that they need to get this fixed in and worked on. Father God, I just praise you. Thank you that you're going to lead and guide them unto a life of victory, a life of, of blessings, a life of peace. I just praise you and thank you that I speak joy over their lives. Father, I just praise you and thank you that you are with them now, leading and guide them, and they are listening to you now in Jesus' mighty name. And then for those that don't know Jesus, just simply pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I ask you to come in my heart. I believe that you went to the cross you died, shed your blood, and you rose three days later. And I thank you, Jesus, that you forgive me of my sin, that you come into my heart through your spirit, the Holy Spirit. Help me become a better believe. help me become a believer in Christ. Walk this life out that you have for me. Show me a church that I need to attend and grow in. Thank you, Jesus, that you are now the Lord of my life. So thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time and listening to this message. We have a lot more coming for you. Make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on podcasts and make sure you stay tuned to the radio stations broadcasting this message. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean paul here and I just wanna thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in him and make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.